Therefore, I do receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, freedom built up in him, and his house in the faith, just as you are taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Good afternoon and welcome back to Chapel Shorts. This is your host, Mr. Admire. Opening our episode today was Nixon Caldwell, who recited our theme verse from memory for the podcast. He also recited that theme verse from memory in front of the entire grammar school, and I was very proud of him. He did an excellent job with that. Well, today we're going to pick up where we left off in the book of Colossians. If you remember, we've been talking about the new life in Christ and how if we've been made alive in Christ, there's going to be characteristics about our life that are different than before we were saved. And so the way the scriptures put this is that we have an old self and a new self, and the old self has died with Christ, and therefore we ought to put off the things that were consistent with our old self. And now, in Christ, we have life. There is a new self, new spiritual life, and we are to put on those things that are consistent with the new life. Last week, we looked at the negative side, what we're to put off. This week, we're going to start on the positive side, the things we are to put on. So I'm going to read verses 12 through 14, which were our verses today, and then we'll walk through the points of the message. So verse 12 reads, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So in that passage, we see five realities of the new life in Christ. And the first one of those realities is that there's instruction. And that instruction simply is to put on. There's a command, an imperative. And what this tells us is that the Christian life is not merely about not doing certain bad things, but there's also someone that we are to be, things that we are called to be and to put on in our lives. And I was honest with the students and said when I was their age, uh, on into high school, I really viewed my Christian walk as not doing certain bad things. And if I just didn't do these certain bad things, then I was living a life that that was godly and as God would want me to live. But I had a very narrow mind of what Christian life looked like, and I didn't focus on all the positives of what I was to be. So no, I didn't do certain bad sins, but I also wasn't very compassionate and kind and gentle. And so it's good for us to know that the Christian life is not just don't do certain things, but also there are things we need to do. So that's the first reality, is there is instruction. The second is identification. Who is it that follows this command? Well, we see in verse 12, the command is for God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. And we see that language, God's chosen or God's elect, shows that who's being addressed here are God's people that he has elected and brought to life, that God initiated this new life in them. And then there's two aspects to this reality of being God's chosen people uh, that, that are holy and beloved. So holy being set apart, we're to be different than the world. And then beloved, it's good to recognize we are loved by God. So the commands God gives us are for our good. We don't need to fight against these or think that God is withholding some good thing from us or or causing our life to be miserable or not as fun as we think they ought to be. But God loves us. And when he gives us commands, we can trust his commands. And the way we can know he loves us is, is really in the gospel. If we believe the gospel, we have everything we need to know that God loves us despite the circumstances that go on around us. 
So there's instruction, and the instruction is for the people who are God's people, the identification of those who are God's people. Well, the third reality we see about the new life is there is a disposition. So God's people are commanded to have a certain disposition or to put on certain things that reflect an attitude towards others that are are reflective of God's attitude towards us. We see in verse 12 that God's people are to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So this is the believer's disposition towards others. And so we walk through these quickly, but I just ask the students to think, do they display these characteristics to their friends and in school, to their classmates? Do they display these characteristics to their teachers? Do they display them to their parents? Are they compassionate? Do they care for their parents? Are they kind? Are they humble? Do they put others as more significant than themselves? And then are they gentle? And on gentleness, I did offer some correction. This doesn't mean weak. Now, some translations translate this word meekness. And what's really being conveyed there is not weakness or the inability to be strong, but strength under control. Now, are, are, are words soft instead of harsh? Proverbs 51 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And I asked our students if they could think about all the times that a student responded to a teacher with harsh words if that went well for them or went poorly for them. And it's a good example that responding without gentleness does not lead to the results that God would desire in our speech. And then finally, patience. We need to have these this disposition, not just in a moment, but in a way that's long-lasting, that's long-suffering, that we continue to have this disposition towards those even when they fail us, which gets to the fourth reality of the new life, that that new life needs to be defined by restoration or reconciliation. When someone does wrong us, we need to respond to them the same way that God has responded to us in the gospel, which is with forgiveness. We are to bear one another's burdens and then forgive as Christ has forgiven us. And then the last point, the last reality of the new life is that there is a foundation. Verse 14 says, And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I told the students, if they couldn't remember everything else from the sermon, at least remember this. The the cheat sheet for the message is, ask yourself, am I loving this person? Because if we're being loving, then our disposition is going to be compassionate and humble and patient and gentle. But if we're not being loving, then we're not going to be doing the things in this passage. It's much like what Jesus said in Matthew 22 when he was asked about the greatest commandment. His response was in verse 37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then in verse 40, he says, On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And so there is Jesus saying, All of the commands of Scripture and all of the testimony of Scripture, what are you to do? It's summed up by saying, love the Lord your God with all that you are and love your neighbor as yourself. So if we are loving, we will fulfill the law in this sense. We will do what God has called us to do and be who God has called us to be in our lives and put on the right things. So as you talk with your kids about chapel this week, you could ask them, what is it that a Christian should put on in their life? 
and how should that look in the classroom or or do they think they're doing a good job at putting on those things or they're anywhere in their lives where they see that they need to be better at being compassionate or merciful or kind uh, but that's all we have for chapel shorts today i am going to close by playing again the song that our students performed last week just in case you missed it so you can hear our students singing our theme verse and a song that megan larson uh, wrote for our students to sing Look forward to speaking with you again next week on Chapel Shorts.